0: We've heard this one since we were real, real little. Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Charles F. Glassman added something to it. He said, words can never hurt you unless you believe them. Then they can destroy you. Big facts, right? I know. Whose words do we hear most though? Yeah, our own. That voice inside that is talking all the time What's that conversation like? Today, let's talk about that. Welcome to Healing 101, the podcast presented by Seabliss Wellness. I am Gina Cobrath, your teacher, coach, and guide on this journey. For my returning students, I'm so glad you're back. And for my new students, I'm so glad you came. Today's episode is about self-talk, the inner dialogue, the words we say to ourselves, how they impact us inside and out. Before we start today's lesson, let's do a little review from our last lesson. We talked about self-awareness, having intimacy with yourself, into me see, how you view you, what makes you uniquely you, recognizing your individuality, your likes, your dislikes, the feelings in your body, the thoughts in your mind that go along with those likes and dislikes. And if you want to continue them, what do you have to do to do that? We also talked about triggers. That's what shows up externally and how you're moved by those triggers and why. I know you were so disappointed that I did not remember to assign homework last week, but this is grown people school. So if you so choose, and I hope you did, you can study on your own at any time. It's self-paced, right? So I hope you've been studying you, spending time getting to know you underneath the layers, behind the curtains, when it's just you. Did you learn something new or go deeper into you? Get down to the center, that ooey gooey good part. I hope you did. And if you didn't get an opportunity to do it, there's still this week you can do it or anytime you feel that you want to dive in on yourself for a little intimacy. Self-love is the best Okay, now let's talk about today's topic. Today's learning objective or what I want you to take away is to identify self-talk and how it impacts us both positively and negatively. Our internal dialogue, the conversation that's going on between you and yourself, specifically the talk that relates to you. First and foremost, I want you to remember not to categorize the thoughts or the self-talk as good or bad because the words in and of themselves are not good or bad. It's the meaning or the intention behind them that ultimately categorizes them. For our purposes, we're going to think of things in terms of negative or positive. So negative meaning it does not include that which we want. So what we want is missing, it's negative. Or if what we want is there, then it's positive. So let's think of the negative self-talk would be things where we're judging or critiquing, or categorizing or comparing in a way that does not indicate what we want. So judging is not necessarily bad. Say if you are judged the winner of the Miss America contest, that's not a bad thing. But if the judgment is negative or you're being judged as something that you are not or you do not want to be, then it's negative. If you're comparing yourself to, you of yesterday and you're better today, then that comparison in and of itself is not negative. But if you're comparing yourself to some standard that you cannot meet because you are not born to be a size zero or you're not immense level of intellect then those are a standard that would be impossible for you to make or a comparison to someone else that is not you because you're the best at being you they're the best at being them so they should not be your measuring stick that makes it negative because it's missing the portion that you want it to have and then on the other hand there is Positive. So that would include encouraging words, affirming words, motivational words. So when I tell myself, you can do it, you got this girl, like I've done this before, so I know I can do it again. I feel the energy that says today is my day. This is positive self-talk. So while there's positive and negative self-talk, self another indicator of the kind of self-talk that you're having is whether it's original or a replica. If it's an original thought, it's new. It's something you've not thought of before. It could be an inspirational thought, so something that inspires you to want to do something or try something, or just something out of the norm that you've done before. Or if it has a present moment perspective, is something exactly related to now. That is an original thought. Then you have replica thoughts. So these are just those repeated thoughts that are from a past perspective, loop, discouraging. Those are a broken record kind of thought that's another way that you can dictate whether you are having the kind of self-talk that you want to be having or that which you don't want to be having you ever heard of these uh, experiments that are done on plants there's two groups of plants one that receives loving words and another one that receives hurtful or hateful words and they monitor the plant's growth over um, a period of time. And time and time again, it has been shown that the plants that ultimately receive the positive feedback and encouraging words grow more. And those that do not, either are stagnant, not growing, or they decline, they uh, will. We're the same way because words create your environment. You want to have the environment, especially that you set for yourself as an optimal environment for growth, flourishing. A good litmus test for whether or not you're creating that environment for yourself is ask yourself this question. Would you talk to a friend like that? Would you speak to a child that way? Would you allow your children or loved ones to be spoken to in the way that you speak to yourself? If the answer is no, then stop it. Immediately stop talking to yourself in that way. I forbid it. It's just not reasonable for you to speak poorly and badly of yourself. Why would you? You are amazing. You're wonderful. Don't do it. You matter as much as the child that you wouldn't want to hear spoken to like that. You matter just as much as your friend that you would never talk to like that. And it's not to say you give yourself construct criticism or recognize things that you want to change or be different. But it's not always what you say is the way or the person. Perspective in which you deliver that talk to yourself that I really want you to be cognizant of and give yourself the same consideration that you would give your friend, that you would give a child. I want you to remember that talk to me nicer. You implement that with yourself. Why? Because you are absolutely amazing. We've talked about this before. You're one in eight billion. You're created perfect. Just to be you with a special purpose that only you can do. Tell me that is not miraculous and amazing in every way. It is. You are special. So talk to yourself like you're special. To yourself like you're your number one fan. You better know that you are all that because you're the only you. So you have no choice but to be best version of that possible. You just are and you better know it you hear me you better know it and you have to know it like you know you're very you matter you're worthy and you are awesome remember that don't forget let's take a little break and when we come back listen to our site your source for this week Welcome back and today, Cite Your Source it is an oldie but a goodie. Many of you probably are familiar with the five love languages and this originated from a book uh, by the author Gary Chapman in the 90s but it's re- been reprinted many many times and also has derivatives now for specific situations of the five love languages but the first book was specifically related to romantic relationships. I believe it was even basically for marriages, if I'm not mistaken, but you could apply it to any romantic relationship, I'll say. But the premise of the book is that people love in different languages and they receive love in different languages. He broke it down into categories. The categories are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service and gifts. Basically, if you love someone in their love language, primary love language, then they will feel full or they will feel loved. But if you love them in another love language, they don't understand that as love. So it doesn't feel their love tank. One of the love language that I mentioned previously is words of affirmation, which ties in perfectly for our topic today of self talk, because when you are speaking to yourself, consider that the words should be affirming, they should be uplifting, they should be encouraging. I think if you are a person whose love language is words of affirmation, then your self talk is even that much more important to make sure that it is not tearing down your self esteem and really becoming self hate as opposed to self love. So I definitely recommend this book not just for those who are words of affirmation as their primary love language, but this is a way to get to know yourself. When you read it, you take the quiz. There's a website and videos, things like that. So even if you don't get the book, I encourage you to go to the fivelovelanguages.com website and take the quiz. You can do it for your children. I've used it for my teenager It does wonders because you will be so surprised with yourself, how you treat yourself and how you treat others, the response that you get when you're loving them in their love language. I highly recommend that. Go over to the website, take the quiz to determine your primary love languages because generally you have one primary and another that's a close second But you should get a balance in all of the uh, kinds of love. But you could just see where one or two just are the most important love language for you. I definitely encourage you to either pick up the book or utilize the resources on the website. That is today's Cite Your Source, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. We will be right back with my favorite segment, and yours, What Had Happened Was. Welcome back to my favorite segment, What Had Happened Was, or as the young kids might like to say, IRL. This story is kind of a long story, if I'm honest, because it starts in my childhood, but it comes full circle to my very, very adult life. It's about my mom. My mom was not, a physical stint, my child, I would say she was probably rearing me for maybe nine to ten years, actually in the house being raised with her, but they were effective, so probably over the course of my first twenty years, not even twenty, probably my first eighteen years, I probably was in the home with her for half of or less have to be grateful because my mother had seven children. I know for a fact that I had the most time with her of any of my siblings so I'm grateful for that but she spent the absentee time in prison for the most part. So there would be these elaborate promises that this would be the last time she would go to jail and she would never leave again and our life will be like this when she gets home. Suffice it to say It didn't quite pan out that way. I grew up with what I now know to be extreme abandonment issues. What I said to myself as a child was, if your mother doesn't stay, no one will. And that was spin into a string, all the reasons why my mother didn't want me or love me enough to stay around. I wasn't a good girl. I talked too much. I talked too loud. My hair was nappy. I wasn't cute. I asked for too much stuff. I got on people's nerves. Long story short, I had a list of reasons why I was not enough for my mother to stay and for my mother to love me. Throughout my life, when things would come up, negative treatment from others and just the course of going through life and things would happen, I would always equate it to that same negative talk. That if your mother doesn't love you enough to stay, no one is. I really thought everyone would leave and that conversation would continually come up for me. Flash forward to 2018, my mother passed away. I was in a relationship and the relationship started to, you know, get really serious because this man is now showing up for me at a very vulnerable moment and we're getting closer and just time we were getting closer I started to be triggered by just different things he would say or do that were now being viewed through this lens of the abandonment that I suffered as a kid if I didn't talk to him for a certain amount of time I was like oh you know he's gonna leave eventually everyone or you're too emotional of course he's gonna leave like all these Negative self-talks just repeating themselves and taking me into an abyss. At the time, I had been on my healing journey for a while, a good 10 years for sure. So I'm meditating, I'm journaling, I'm doing all the things that I know how to do, everything I had in my toolkit, but it wasn't really alleviating the negative self-talk. I had a referral to go to a reiki therapist so google reiki if you're not familiar with that r-e-i-k-i but to my surprise and delight i was referred to dr finike young who was not just your run-of-the-mill reiki therapist she was what you would call a integrative healer so She was a licensed therapist and she's a clinical social worker and she is a trauma expert and a Reiki therapist and a hypnotherapist. So she had an integrative strategy to heal trauma that I had the um, great fortune of being able to participate in. And so what she taught me to do was to observe the negative self-talk then go beyond it and respond back to what is the truth now. Basically, talk to that little girl that had this negative self talk as the grown adult woman that I am now and give her what she needs now, which is the truth. In this particular situation, there would be these onset of negative thoughts about my not being good enough or that I was going to be left. I just started talking back to those things because I really. Looked at it from a little girl's perspective of what happened, but what was actually going on now. I could talk from a perspective that my mother didn't leave me. She was incarcerated. My mother loved her children, but she also had her own personal issues and struggles as a woman that prevented her from showing up as her best self for her children. I just began to speak the truth to the negative self-talk because the truth was none of what my mother went through had anything to do with me or my siblings. That was the truth. So as I spoke the truth to the negative self-talk, eventually it just began to fade away. Not overnight, but i just kept doing it every time it would come up i would give it the same communication that this has nothing to do with who i am now no one has left me my mother didn't leave me she was incarcerated and eventually the negative self-talk just began to wear off because it could be combated with the truth it couldn't stand in the light of the truth I challenge you to do the same thing. Speak the truth to the negative self-talk. And while we're talking challenges, let's get into the homework for this week as we wrap up. The first thing I would advise is that if you really are looking for strategies on actually uh, clapping back, uh, healing the trauma, I highly recommend getting Dr. Fanike Young's book, What the F is Your Problem? Unfortunately, she is no longer doing individual therapy because I would be screaming from the rooftop so that uh, you should reach out to her. But she has moved on to doing corporate wellness programs. However, Within that book is a wealth of knowledge, so many examples, techniques, and step-by-step guides that can really help you with processing um, trauma. But also Google her, follow her on the social. Oh, that's Dr. Fanike F-A-N-I-K. Yeah. The other part of your home is I really want you to listen to what you're saying to you observe it without judging pick the one maybe up to three recurring negative internal dialogue that you witness when you're observing it and then go behind the statement and try to recall when you first remember feeling that way likely it would be something from your childhood or some very impressionable time in life when you were really getting your identity from external sources Now that you've observed it, allow adult you to debunk whatever the negative statement is. Each time it starts to rear itself again, talk back. I want you to talk to you nice though. Talk to you real, real nice. And you know why? Because you deserve it. You deserve to be spoken to in a nice sweet voice. You deserve the benefit of the doubt. You deserve understanding and compassion and love for the trauma that has ultimately created this negative self-talk at the root. Even in the midst of what this negative self-talk is saying to you, you still deserve you to show up for you and give you what you need now. That's your homework. And that wraps up this week's episode. I'm so glad you joined me and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Okay, until I see you again, I'm going to ask you to do me one favor, and I'll ask you to do this for me every week. That is live, love, and thrive. Thanks, love. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. If you need me between class sessions, please feel free to reach out to me on the socials. I'm on IG, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness. Or stop by our website at www.seedblisswellness.com. For notifications of when we drop our new episodes, follow us anywhere you listen to your podcasts.